reviewing TV shows and films, dishing out sports picks and dimes, providing you a slice of economics with a hidden gem tied in. Become a paid subscriber to Preston Super Show at anchor.fm slash Preston's Super Show slash subscribe. Thanks for listening and God bless. Welcome to Preston Super Show. Here we are. Been a little while, but I said, you know what? I've been watching some good shows. I've been seeing some good sports. I'm going to do a podcast today. So I decided to sit down with you all after watching uh, Halloween Ends. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a written review. But let's uh, let's riff about this this movie here. Because there's a lot of mixed reviews. And if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to. Because I think you're missing out on a good product. But I think overall, you know, if you're familiar with the Halloween franchise... There's no doubt you'll see it if you're not really big into horror movies like, you know, me. I really don't get into horror movies like that. Uh, but this one kind of just popped out. It's on Peacock. It's free. I mean, why not? So I put it on. You go about 40 minutes, almost 40 minutes until you actually see Michael Myers. So I think a lot of people are mad about that because you got about a roughly a two hour movie, a two hour film. And you're telling me it took 40 minutes before we see the, you know, the, what who the movie's about. So, technically, because it's kind of about Laurie, played by Jamie Lee Curtis. But um, you also see a few things happen in this movie that kept it going. And I don't know if that, like, was good for people, if people like that. But... For me, it just kept the movie entertaining. It kept the movie moving and all that good stuff. You have, like my one of my friends said, she said, oh, it's cool. Mike Mike Myers has got a, a new homie. Yeah, like, you know, one killer is not good enough, you know, and now there's two. Um, and they're teaming up and killing. And that became bizarre. And I think every horror movie is bizarre, but th- that became really bizarre. Um his story and background got built really fast. I mean, they did a good job with showing, you know, what made him crazy, kind of like the bullying then pushed it, pushed him into a weird place and he, he's not accepted. I mean, at that point, just move. I mean, really just move, but you know, uh, and, and in that movie, the way they portrayed, uh, Corey Cunningham, which was, you know, to me is like very, amateurish name like out of all the names in the world Corey Cunning whatever um becomes a babysitter killer and all that and then all of a sudden you know you look at Mike Myers you know Mike Myers kind of sees his past through his eyes I'm kind of picking that up and says hey you know you know he doesn't say it like that but he's you know kind of like thinking like hey I'm gonna use this kid I'm going to use this kid and, and he's going to help me, you know, get these people that I, I've been after all these years. Um, great franchise. It's had its ups and downs, but every great franchise does. 
maybe not as much as this one because you know like halloween 3 was terrible you know um the last one was good last one was way more action than this one this one is a slow burn at until about the 40 minute mark until about the hour mark actually and then it gets a little bit better i mean you could say 40 minutes i guess and then it picks up so you got to give it time because like i said it's roughly a two-hour movie um allison the granddaughter of laurie um whose mom was killed by mike myers i think that this was a good role for this kid like this was a good character a good role a good build on what's kind of been happening since the late 70s with uh this halloween franchise um i think looking forward like you know we see mike myers die like you see him getting you know mangled up you know what I mean? everybody watches it in the town it's a little bit weird um it's a weird town anyways in the movie the way the movie portrays it, it's like a weird town you know what i mean everybody's superstitious everybody's got a a bad story it seems like um and i think the weird thing about uh that movie was that you see like cory cunningham dead is he really dead is that the new mike myers that's kind of my whole takeaway from this film and then they show the Mike Myers mask at the end and do a double shot of it, if you pay attention. So I'm thinking, like, is this the Halloween ends and something else begins? Or is this just Halloween ends? And that's it. And we're pack it up, pack the setup, close it down. We're out of here. Um, overall, three out of five stars. Three out of five stars. I'm going to tell you why. Because it was a good movie. It was not great. It was definitely average. It wasn't above average. It was average. I would say it's worth a watch. If you like horror movies, you've probably already seen it. But if not, give it a shot. You might like it more than I, you know, I did. You might like it less than I did too. So, I mean, there's also that. But I think overall, you know, how are you going to be upset with uh, a free movie and, and you didn't do anything? You know what I mean? Like to, to, you know what I mean? All you do is put on Peacock. So, no, it's definitely kind of in the beginning it doesn't even feel minus the kid dying and stuff and like early on like in the beginning you don't really understand what that's about you later understand it all comes full circle so they do a good job with that but you don't really understand in the beginning um like what's happening until about 30 minutes and then you start seeing okay i'm i'm starting to put this together about 30 minutes you start to put it together Maybe some people earlier, but for me, like 30 minutes, I started putting it together. Like, all right, this guy is not going to be a good guy. This Corey Cunningham this is not going to be a good guy. And that's kind of how it plays out, right? Like, Allison gets to live on the wild side a little bit. She gets a little taste of that. She doesn't want no more of that. She doesn't want no more of that because she comes back to her mom, almost sees her mom, or I mean, her uh, gra- uh, grandmother, and, you know, almost sees her grandmother die. And that's, you know what I mean? Right there, it's going to wake her up. So, I mean, you know, any good person. So, I think in the movie it was portrayed well. They say they killed Mike Myers too easily. I mean, at this point, Mike Myers needs the help because he can't do what he used to do. And he's on his last leg. He's hanging by a thread. And you know what I mean? 
that's why he's been in hiding. You know, they tell you, oh, he's been hiding all this time. Yeah, the dude is not uh, what he used to be. And then they mangle him up. So there's a lot of ways to look at this movie. Uh, overall, I think it was effective in the sense that there was a lot of suspense. I was not scared during this movie, though. I cannot tell you I was scared. It was more tense, more of a tense feeling, you know, and then you get the weird thing where they they really played into Corey Cunningham's character and kind of showing a little bit like the Joker. Um, a little bit of that undertone is kind of rocking underneath the boat and you're like, okay, what am I looking at here? Because you got like these high schoolers and they kind of do like this very big dramatization, throw him off a bridge and stuff and think he's dead and leave him. And then they all get, you know, murdered by Michael Myers and, you know, uh, Corey helps him. Um, and then like, it's weird that his dad gets killed. Uh, trying to protect him and takes a bullet to the head and then his mom he goes in and and kills and that was also like bizarre so i mean there's bizarre stuff in the movie but like i'm saying scared like scared like you didn't see it coming everything you see coming everything's coming at you maybe that's why it's free i don't know you're i mean it wasn't like i was like oh that's so surprising you know what I mean? This guy's not Prince Charming. Like, no, it wasn't even that. It was just the fact that um, you you could tell Mike Myers was kind of on that last leg. This was the last, his last ride. And uh, he definitely took the last ride um, in front of the whole town. There's not many um, movie series and just franchises in general that people just know by name, know by heart, and Halloween's one of them. So, I mean, that this franchise will always have that kind of legacy box where no matter how good or bad anything they do nowadays doesn't diminish what it was in Halloween 1 and 2, the best one. You know, Halloween 1 and 2 are the best. Halloween three, they, it was, a uh, you know, it didn't make a lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? Like Halloween three was not that good, but you know, and then after that, it's been hit and miss. It's been hit and miss after that because it's not like with Freddy Krueger and Jason. And then you have Mike Myers, but Mike Myers was more of the, of the, uh, I mean, they all have things in common. But I would say Mike Myers and Jason were more similar than Mike Myers and Freddy Krueger. I do believe that. Um, and I think overall in, in horror movies, this particular movie, I will give them credit. It wasn't that cheesy. Had some cheese there. There's some cheese. But it's provolone. You know what I mean? It's not Swiss. You know what I mean? It's a little bit thin. Uh, you know, really, you know, it's not going to weigh you down. So, I mean... Three out of five stars. You like horror movies. This movie you want to see. I would check it out. I recommend it. I got a hidden gem for you at the end of the show. Quick break. Come back. Talk about some NFL, some UFC, and some WWE. That's the big three right now, in my opinion. 
UFC, WWE, NFL. That's the big three right there. If you're talking about anything else, that's just not as appealing to me. Basketball, not appealing. Uh, baseball, bored to death. I mean, let's be real. So, um, come back. We'll talk about few you know big games from nfl i do want to recap ufc biggest winners and losers and then uh talk a little bit about wwe what i like from smackdown and uh, nxt last week um raw's tonight so i mean i don't really want to say too much about raw but right back after this thanks for staying with me this far don't forget badge in the shadows is out and out your local bookstore and online Welcome back to Preston Super Show, and we'll go ahead and jump into UFC, give you the biggest winners and losers, but I'll talk about each fight just quickly, briefly, go over it. Um, overall, 11 fights, I win uh, 6 wins, 5 losses, and the reason I think I had the 5 losses uh, more or less was because of just surprise fights, um, quite a few surprise fights on, on the card, just how it all shaped out. <clears throat> but um not bad though not bad and uh we'll start with the first fight here pete rodriguez versus mike jackson and uh pete rodriguez knocks out mike jackson first round tko um it was done you don't know who mike jackson is that's the guy who fought cm punk <clears throat> he's not like anything special in the ufc but pete rodriguez uh is a bright future then there was a uh, the next fight, which, you know, everything was telling me take uh, Tat Surreal. Because in the last one, I took Pete. I knew Pete would beat Mike uh, Jackson. But uh, Tat Surreal, Tyrod, just didn't have a big enough sample size to to really do anything. Um, like picking-wise or betting-wise with him. <clears throat> so I went, okay, you know, CJ, I'm going to take you. And he ended up losing, got submitted. Um, but he's they're both good fighters. You can't be going, you know, you're not wrong for either one. So then there's uh, Piero Rodriguez uh, versus Sam Hughes. And I had Sam Hughes in that one. I thought that after her last fight that she had some some momentum, something. And uh, no, uh, Piero Rodriguez was just better uh, in this situation. Uh, unanimous decision went for Piero Rodriguez. Then we had... Um, Joe Anderson Brito versus Lucas Alexander. It, it was even on paper, pretty even on paper, um, as far as like statistics, um, not betting wise, but as far as statistics, it was pretty even on paper. But Brito is the better fighter, stronger fighter, a more aggressive fighter, and he showed that in this and, and uh, submitted. Lucas Alexander in the first round and I, I did think Brito would win I took him there then uh, here's a surprise fight like I said there's a couple surprises here um, Jacob Malkoon beats Nick Maximoff and something was wrong with Nick in that fight that's the, probably the biggest loser on the card is Nick uh, Maximoff out of that Nate Diaz uh, camp over there because this is a guy who was like starting to get hot starting to catch fire and then gets shut down by Jacob Malkoon, but something was bothering Nick from, I don't know if it was a shot he took early in the fight or what exactly it was, um, but he he lasted. He was getting pieced up, he was getting beat down, and he lasted to a decision. So he has grit, he has heart. Um, 
But I say, you know, he might be the biggest loser because of how he lost, you know, the way he lost. And then he took a beating while being, you know, hurt. He was seriously hurt. Um, so I don't know what that was about. I don't know if this is something just affecting him in the ring, you know, from training, whatever. But it didn't look good for him. Um, Jacob Malkoon beats Nick Maximoff. I had Maximoff in that one. Then there was Manna Martinez versus Brandon Davis. Very even on paper. Um, early on in this fight, Manna Martinez, and let's be real, Manna Martinez, um, he really, really was dominant. Um, he, he really was. He was dominant in this fight. Um, I think from the opening bell, he had his like game plan in mind. He knew what he wanted to do. He was very good at like working uh, the octagon and keeping distance from Brandon Davis. So Brandon Davis couldn't really uh, do much until later in the third round. Uh, you know, somewhere in the second round, he was getting some working. But Mano Martinez pretty much dominated this fight. Only won by a split decision. Uh, but he had Brandon Davis in trouble a few times. And... I'll also say that it should have been at least a majority decision, um, but split decision. Uh, he'll take it because it's a win, but I had Manda Martinez in that one. Then we had a fight that on paper didn't, it didn't really look like it was going to go the way it went. Like it just didn't look like it was going to go the way it went. And I had Alonzo Minefield to win. He wins, but I didn't think he was going to win that fast. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think he was going to win that quick. He, um, take a drink. He's fighting inspired right now. Watch out if you have to fight, uh, Alonzo Minefield. He went to work. He put in the work on, uh, Misha Krikanov. Took some shots. Not many, but some, but did eat some shots, like some, some good shots. Because Misha knew, um, that, that it was going to be over quick if he didn't try something big. And he just couldn't hang. But the way Alonzo Minefield knocked him out. Oh. Oh. And then his head hits the, the, the ground. And then he's. Pop. And it's like, oh, man. Wow. So you want to be a fighter, huh? So you want to be a fighter. Um. So, yeah, we got that one right. KO first round. That was nuts. I was surprised it went that quick. Uh, then we had Rafael Asanjo upsetting Victor Henry. Victor Henry was such a big favorite. Huge. Like one of the biggest favorites, if not the biggest favorite on this card, betting-wise. Just dropped. Just fell off. Just couldn't stand. Just couldn't stand with uh, Rafael. And let me tell you why that's going to be a problem. Because Rafael's been knocked out by some guys. He's a good fighter. You don't want to stand in there with him. I'll tell you that right now. Not many people want to stand in there with him, but he's been knocked out by some guys. <clears throat> if you can't stand in there with him, how are you going to take the next fight and, and be able to stand in there with that guy unless he's just not a good striker? So, Victor Henry, man, you you know, you got a lot of striking uh, practice to get in. But Rafael um, needed that win. Needed that win. Needed a finish, in my opinion. He needed a finish. But winning in an upset way like that, I don't think Dana White's paying attention to the betting odds as much as everybody else, but, and I don't really know if like, you know, he's the absolute final say. I 
is is he more of like the spokesperson for the organization at this point? Like, didn't he sell? Like, so what is everybody talking about? <clears throat> like, he's the final boss and stuff. Like, isn't there a couple bosses? You know. So I think Rafael needed that win, no matter how he got it. But I think uh, a finish would have been really, really good. But I mean, you know what? You get the win, you get the win. I didn't think he'd get it, but he got it. Um, then another surprise fight. Bam! So what I'm saying, just like some, it was a, it was a tough card to pick. Looked good outside looking in, but then when you were in it, you started to see <clears throat> um, why the matchmakers have their jobs. Uh, Dusko Tortovic versus Jordan Wright, and Jordan Wright needed a win, like needs a win, or he's he's not going to be in the UFC much longer. He needed a win, and. He had his opportunity, man, and he just blew the gas tank out in the first round. Then by the second round, he had nothing, and he just ate shots, ate shots until he was out, and that's that's all she wrote. I see him going to Bellator, unfortunately, pretty soon here. Um, I think that, or one championship, um, PFL, you know, but I think that you can only lose so much in the UFC and you're gone can only lose so much in the UFC and you're gone. And I think that one right there, I had Jordan Wright. I really thought like, all right, this is a desperation fight. You need this win. I like him. He's a good fighter in my opinion, but uh, I think the competition is past where he's at. That's what, that's my hot take on uh, Jordan Wright. <clears throat> then we go co-main Jonathan Martinez versus Cub Swanson. I think that the public perception clouds people because I've I seen a lot of people taking Cub Swanson. And I said, at this point in his career, no. Early career Cub Swanson versus this guy, John, Jonathan Martinez, yes. But at this point in the career, no. The biggest winner is Jonathan Martinez, the way he won against Cub Swanson. Knocks him out, kicks his legs out, showed that, you know what, he's, you know, pretty much legs are pretty much cooked. And uh, Martinez didn't just. Went on piecing him up, and it was no problem. Cub fought though. Like give Cub credit. Like I, I I've always been a fan. I'm always going to be a fan of Cub Swanson, but he was not on. The, he's not the same Cub Swanson anymore. And Jonathan, Mar- Jonathan Martinez is big. Like in in the UFC, like on the underground scene, he's a big name. People don't really know him on the main scene yet. This fight will probably help that. He still needs more fights. Like to get his name out there more, but that really will help. I do believe get his name out there, get, help him get a bigger fight. Um, the public perception really clouded a lot of people on that. Be careful, man. You know the public. You don't. It's not as easy as going against what the public thinks, but it's also not as easy easy uh, easy as just following the public blindly. So, uh, had Jonathan Martinez win there, he won. You know, you know, it was a good fight. Um, then you have Alexa Grasso versus uh, Vivian Arujo. And let's be real, this whole card was built around Alexa uh, Grasso. And uh, I don't care what you say, that's what this card was all about. She's the main event for a reason. Good job, ladies. Good fight. Went all the way. <clears throat> and it was a good fight. It really was. They both showed um, why why they are in the business, why they're in the UFC, why they're fighting it off. In the main event, Alexa Grasso was just better in the stand up, and she was also better, like just all around. I mean, for me, it felt like she was better all around. 
Like, it didn't feel like to me at any point in this fight was she, um, like in, in too much trouble to where she was, she wasn't going to be able to get out of it. Now, a lot of people may have different take on that and that's fine. You're entitled to your own opinions, but I believe that like moving forward for Alexa Grasso, that's a big win for her. Like that's a big win. And then you're the main event. You've been, um, beating women like Gion Kim, Macy Barber, uh, Joanne Wood, when Joanne Wood was like peaking, um, she's had a ton of fights canceled on her. Here she goes. She gets an opportunity. She makes the most of it and wins. That's big folks. It's huge. Um, let's see. She, uh, was a pretty moderate favorite minus two thirty. That's pretty big. It's pretty big. Um, and <clears throat> this fight <clears throat> and, the, <clears throat> and the, excuse me, and the rest of the fights on this card are going to shape a lot of future fights in about three, four months. Um, some sooner, some later, but around that timeline, a lot of good fights are going to come from these type of uh, UFC fight nights. I really like the fight nights a lot. Pay-per-views are obviously the best, but for just like a casual fan, the fight nights are the best because it's on TV. Usually someone, you know, is watching it. I mean, it's just for the casual person. It's just a little bit better that way. Um, I think it's a situation now for the UFC where it's like they want to sell pay-per-views. They want to sell pay-per-views. They want to sell pay-per-views. Just don't forget your recurrent fans that subscribe and all this different stuff you got. And you know what I mean? Don't forget them. Take care. Take care of the recurrent customer. So uh, biggest winner, Jonathan Martinez over Cub Swanson. Biggest loser, Nick Maximoff um, taking the L there. Uh, biggest betting odds loser, Victor Henry. Um, definitely Victor Henry there. Um, I don't really know what went, uh, wrong in that fight for him. Besides the fact that he was just staring down a straight line. Like he was staring down a straight line the whole time. He wasn't moving his head enough. Um, his head was coming up and getting hit. His head was ducking down and getting hit. He wasn't going to the side. He wasn't, he he wasn't showing his footwork. Um, talented fighter, good fighter when he gets you to the ground. But if he doesn't. You know, that's where you, that's where you get them. Um, but I have to say, uh, good job, Alexa Grasso. And it was a great, it was a great main event. Uh, for it to go all five rounds is huge. Um, for, uh, the women in, in the UFC and the women's mixed martial arts. Now, uh, Jonathan Martinez, our biggest winner before we move on to NFL and some WWE talk for wrap it up, give you the hidden gem and everything. Um, you know, you could say Jordan Wright was the biggest loser, but I don't want to be too critical of him. I've already been. Uh, so Jonathan Mar- uh, Martinez, look for him to get a big fight coming up. He's the biggest winner of the night on Saturday. He's going to get the biggest fight out of that card. Um, then there's Nick Maximoff, biggest loser, but he's not going to be gone. <clears throat> um, even a fight I'd like to see is uh, a fight between Nick Maximoff and Jordan Wright. Now, that is a good fight right there. There's two guys that stack up, you know what I mean, pretty well against each other. Make that happen. Um, So, I would say going forward, guys like Joe Anderson Brito, guys like Mena Martinez, Alonzo Minefield, uh, Dusko Tortovic, Alexa Grasso, 
you know, women like Alexa Grasso and uh, Pierre Rodriguez, they're going to have a lot of potential. And Tatsura Tyra and Pete Rodriguez also going to get some good fights coming up. So that's what I'm saying about this card's going to spawn a lot of great fights. Uh, UFC has a great pipeline for fighters, the best in all, of, <clears throat> like in all of mixed martial arts. UFC has the best pipeline for fighters. UFC 280 this weekend uh, should be good. You know, everybody's looking forward to you know another event. We, you know, I love fights. I really do. I really do. Um, and there's nothing better in mixed martial arts than UFC. Like there is nothing better than UFC. Bellator's good. I do like Bellator. They put on a good show. Um, betting wise, though, they're always like, like, you know, you got to really be careful there. You got a little more. You got a little more room to work here. But UFC 280, um, October 22nd. You got Charles Oliveira versus Islam Makhachev, Aljamain Sterling versus T.J. Dillashaw, Peter Yan versus Sean O'Malley. Benil Darius versus Matso Gamro, Caitlin Chukagian versus Manon Fiora, Bilal Muhammad versus Sean Brady, Makumed Murata versus Kyle Barillo. That's going to be a good fight. <clears throat> Volkan Ozdemir versus Nikita Krylov. That's going to be someone's getting knocked out. Zubayar Tugav versus Lucas Almeida. Great fight. Man, this is stacked. This is their best card of the year. Yamato Nishikawa versus Megaman Mustafi. Abubak Nurgomedov versus Gadzi Umagarchiv. Armin Pasaira versus AJ Dobson. Muhammad Makavev versus Malcolm Gordon. That's a prelim. That's a freaking prelim. Um, Lena Landsberg Carl versus Carl Rosa. Carol Rosa. Oh, that's going to be good. Ooh, that's going to be a good card. UFC 280? Oh, yeah, I need that. Need that one, Dana. Okay, uh, when I come back, we'll take a quick break here. You're going to hear the ad play if you're on any of the podcast platforms. You know, it's a good advertisement. And um, when I come back, we'll talk a little bit about NFL. It's a lot I want to talk about with NFL. We're going to do it short and sweet. And then uh, a little WWE talk, like I said, Friday, uh, SmackDown, WWE, NXT, might even mention somebody AEW. I don't know. You know that mom and pop store on the block. Now it's time for one of the best parts of the show. I am currently. We're on week six of the NFL season. I am 48 and 44 overall. Picking winners. This is not gambling related. No money related. Just picking a winner. This team's going to win or that team's going to win. Someone's got to win. You got to pick a winner. Each week, I am 48-44. Okay? Um, This week, I thought the Bears would win on Thursday night. They lost 7-12 against Washington. Give you a big takeaway there. Bears... um, it can only get better from here. That is a good thing. Um, Justin Fields needs needs guys to step up. Let's be real. Offensive line's got to step up. Wide receivers got to step up. It's a bad scenario there. 
defense did its thing. They only gave up 12 points. If a defense, you know, doesn't give it, like, keeps a team to 17 or less, they did their job. Uh, Washington Commanders, 12 points win. And Carson Wentz did not look good. It's it's not looking good in Washington. I thought it would look different. thought this would look different for Washington. Right now, it's not working out early in the season. It's not looking good, though. 49ers ran into a brick wall against the Falcons. Now, there's kind of a couple things to remember about the Falcons. They've they got some defensive pieces there that are really helping this team. Kind of seen it against the 49ers. Um, the Falcons went up 14 to nothing. 49ers rallied, tied it up. But that was about all they had. I mean, they spent their gas tank there. So I picked the Niners. They lost. Falcons win. Mariota. Marcus Mariota is money for the Atlanta Falcons. Really is. He really is. Uh, New England Patriots versus Cleveland Browns. And Bill Belichick always has his team ready to play. Um, But they haven't looked right. Whatever they did this week worked. Um, Because the Browns did not bring it. Uh, And they've been in some dogfights. Here they are at home. Uh, all the advantages. Uh, defense let them down. Offense stagnant. Hate to see it. I picked the Browns. Patriots end up winning. Uh, Packers versus Jets. <laughs> wow. Talk about a game that went off the walls. It was like... 3-3 three to three at halftime. By the end of this game, the Jets win 27-10. to 10. I said some things early in the season after we lost to the Vikings. Like, this is the current state of Packer football. Like, week to week. However Aaron Rodgers is playing is, is how good we're going to be. He was on the money. He can only put the ball in your hands. That's all he can do. And if you're not going to catch the ball, um, then it you know we're not going to win. That's the bottom line. Packers receivers don't catch the ball. We don't win. Everything else is fine. Don't make a big deal about it. It's just you got to catch the ball. That's the bottom line. Uh, Jets are for real, though. Good team. Good team, for sure. Um, Come into Lambeau and win like that. The rain didn't help us either. It got real sloppy. Um, Unfortunate, but that's that's why it's a week-to-week league. And Aaron Rodgers did not play bad. I mean, he, he he knows he has a young team, and he's he's trying to build. Jacksonville Jaguars versus Indianapolis Colts. And uh, I picked the Colts here. Colts win it. 34-27. Great game. Um, good bounce back game for the Colts. Jacksonville tried for the bounce back. Just came up short. Minnesota Vikings versus uh, Miami Dolphins. Um, and here, here are the Vikings who go into Miami, play against a very physical team. How do you stay motivated? Your quarterback goes down like that. They rallied at the end, just not enough. Had opportunities to win, had opportunities to tie this game up um, and then take a lead here um, early in the game. But just the Dolphins' inability 
to commit to one quarterback now is going to be difficult. It's going to be it's going to be hard to overcome because the Vikings are beatable. 5 and 1 beatable team. Uh they win here. I picked them to win actually. Um but yeah, they 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 won a, a tough game. I just think that their offense is just too many weapons to keep down for too long. So you got to get a lead on them because they're going to come roaring back no matter what. In, in most scenarios, Bengals versus the Saints. Now, great game for Joe Burrow going into New Orleans. Andy Dalton's a good quarterback, uh, trying to carry this team, and the Bengals are just too much. Defense is good, uh, but the offense playing Joe Burrow football, playing that Joe Burrow football, we want to see. I had the Bengals in that one. On the road, it was a tough one. I knew it was a tough one going in, but I said the Bengals would get that. Another tough one that uh, was overlooked was Ravens versus the Giants. How many um, parlays did that ruin? How many bets did the Ravens ruin? 79% of people picked them. Or, no, wait, 75% of people picked them. Excuse me. Baltimore Ravens. Um, Here's a team. A lot like the Packers. Um, in a lot of ways, like the defense can hold for so long and the offense, you know, can move the ball so much, but then it's like an inability to cash in on drives with touchdowns. Not going to win a Super Bowl kicking field goals. I'll tell you that right now. Not going to win a, a conference championship kicking field goals. Baltimore Ravens lose 20-24. I had the Ravens. Disappointing. Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up Pittsburgh. Um, and Tampa Bay, 96% people picked them. I was one of them. And the Steelers upset. Should have known better. Steelers at home. I've said a lot of good things about the Steelers. But the quarterback scenario is weird. Um, how it's all taking place. Uh, good win for them, man. Good win. What I say? Um, intelligent head coach. Mike Tomlin. Dude, he put it together. He had a great game plan. Had a better game plan. Panthers versus Los Angeles Rams. And this was easy. Take the Rams. Panthers are no good. They're they're a defeated team. Um, wounded duck out there. Carolina Panthers coming at Los Angeles and get they get beat easy. 24 to 10. Uh, Arizona Cardinals going to Seattle and lose. I seen that coming a mile away. Seattle Seahawks, I picked to win that. They win by 10 points. Final score 19 to 9. Seattle's <clears throat> got the 12th man at home. Then factor in that the field conditions they're used to. Then factor in that they have a lot of guys that are, you know, kind of been around um, that system, kind of floating around there. So they're not a bad team at all. They go to even on the year. A lot of three and three teams coming into week six. This it's up for grabs this year. Any team can win the Super Bowl this year. Um, besides the Bears, besides like two other teams, like any team can like catch fire at late in the year, November, December, and use that momentum and run with it. But there's only like two or three teams that aren't going to have the weapons. The Broncos are one of them. 
Um, but I could I, I could probably see any other team making a run on the Super Bowl besides the Bears and the Broncos, the double Bs there. And maybe one other team in the mix right now, but we won't focus too much on that. Buffalo Bills versus Kansas City Chiefs. I had the Chiefs at home. Seemed like a good pick. Uh, no, man. Buffalo Bills come in there. They had they're they're all elite. Their offense is all elite. And Kansas City's defense is good, but they can be tested. They can be tested, and their offense can be slowed down. Cowboys versus Eagles. Eagles are at home. This is an Eagles win. Eagles win. Redemption game. You might not remember last year. It was an ugly game for the Eagles in Dallas. This year, beautiful game for the Eagles uh, in Philadelphia against Dallas. little redemption there. Eagles un- only undefe- uh, undefeated team. Broncos tonight play the Chargers. That comes on 7-15. I'm taking the Chargers. Um, if they win, that gets me to 49-44 and 44 on the year. It's early in the year, folks. I'm doing good. Winning record. Not easy to do. Uh, Broncos versus Chargers. So, 92% of the public's on Chargers. It's not why I'm picking them. I'm picking them because they're at home. This is turf. The Broncos don't play good on turf. Uh, Russell Wilson, not not great on turf. Um, the Chargers are the better show on turf tonight. They got a good product. It's going to be a good game. Worth watching. I know uh, Raw's on too. You might have to double screen it, folks. As far as NFL goes, I have my picks up for you on uh, oddmanout.ninja and on Instagram at heavypa15. Don't forget. Don't. Don't do it. Don't forget yourself. Now, uh, I have a tiebreaker on here. How many total points will be scored in Broncos versus Chargers? I just threw out 54. Why not 54? Uh, Best bet on the under. The under 43 and a half. 44 and a half if you can get that uh, take it there you know because it, it, it's this seems like an under game to me I don't, I don't see the Broncos offense clicking a lot of a lot of guys hurt even the Chargers offense doesn't click like they should uh, Broncos defense is good offense is not good new system new new coaches new players um, whole new whole new look Chargers they're, they're hit and miss, so I wouldn't be trying to run up and over with them. I would be looking for, like, the under overall. Um, if Whatever you can get that at, if it even gets up 45 and a half, perfect. So uh, that would be where I would be at uh, tonight on that. When I come back, talk a little bit about WWE, Hidden Gem, and wrap up the show. Thanks for being with me this far. One of the best SmackDown episodes of the year. But it wasn't five stars. Okay, I gotta be real with you. I'm gonna tell you right now. Four out of five stars. You know my rating scale, five stars. Four out of five stars for SmackDown. Right at the right off the bat, it's action. Drew McIntyre assaults carry on cross in the parking lot. It was good. Um you get your into your first match. Sami Zayn puts on a good show, defeats Kofi Kingston. Love the match. They went back and forth. I loved it. Um, Jay Uso took umbrage with Xavier Woods. Um, so that that was cool. Um, 
I think you had one of the best SmackDowns for the simple fact that it seems like they focused a lot on pro wrestling. A little bit less on sports entertainment. But it's not like they didn't. Because they did have a lot in there. And uh, we'll talk about that, you know, a little bit. Like, it ended up being a really good uh, SmackDown. Just for the simple fact that we had so much cool stuff happening. Um, You know, when you see uh, Omos was in the ring. Or, I mean, Omos comes down from the uh, stands where the fans were at with MVP. That was a cool moment. And then there's um, Braun Strowman who, you know, defeats the two guys and he's standing there. I mean, that was really, um, like, not only good for the storyline, but, uh, like, Omos needs a real competitor. Somebody he can really go up against. And uh, Braun Strowman versus Omos. There you go. You have something. So I like that. I like how they built that. Good job, Triple H. Good job, writers at WWE. LA Knight uh, defeats Mansoor. Um, look, I'm going to tell you two things. Right now, I'm not impressed. This guy, Mansoor, comes out to wrestling basically in boxers with a belt on. And uh, he's got like, you know, lipstick and lace on. What What's going on here? You know, so uh, LA Knight crushes him as he should. And LA Knight is actually really good. Get him a real match. Damage con- control uh, takes out Raquel Rodriguez, Shotzi, and Roxanne Perez. I mean, hey, Roxanne Perez moved up uh, quick and quiet, didn't she? That, so that was uh, pretty interesting. So she makes her first SmackDown appearance in a big way uh, in front of a pretty big audience on the Along with the television audience. Legato del Fantasma defeats Hit Row. And I like that. I like this. Good job, WWE, for supporting your people. For supporting, you know, uh, Legato del Fantasma. Who really helped get NXT off the ground in the early days. And and gave you, um, you know, Santos Escobar gave you something good there. Um... But yeah, Legato Del Fantasma defeating Hit Row because Hit Row, um, as far as their music go, like it's not the worst. The music isn't the worst, but it could be like I don't know. John Cena is better than that, and uh, Santos Escobar being on SmackDown is a perfect fit right now. The way the WWE is shaped, the way the time slots are shaped for like the superstars, it's like perfect. Rey Mysterio in the Fatal Four Way match against Sheamus, Ricochet, and Solo Sokoa, and wasn't that a banger? Man, Rey Mysterio ended up winning that against Ricochet after Sheamus and uh, Solo Sokoa got distracted after uh, people people ran down there trying to help, and they end up you know Rey, you know putting Rey Mysterio over there looks like they're changing a lot of the rumors and tabloids they're saying they're changing his character well i'm saying we'll get him a belt for everything he's been through it's about time and then you finished off with bray watt 
speaking from the heart and cheesy cut you know what i mean like cheese like it was cool how like he came down there and the lantern and all the lights are off like it was a great build-up for a big cheese is what it was i'll be straight straight up with you because smackdown's still not uh as fun as wwe nxt on tuesdays um on the usa network Brian Breaker defeats Javier Bernal. This was this past week, October 11th. And Brian Breaker just, he's going to run through most of those people in uh, NXT. There's only a few guys that can really stand up with him um, on an entertainment scale. Um, but for the value of the match, for Brian Breaker to go first, that's pretty noble. Nathan Frazier um, defeats Axiom. That was the best match of the night. Um, and it was explosive. They had to settle uh, the two out of three. Each of them had a win. And um, yeah, you had uh, Axiom really show you he belongs. And I, I want to see more of Axiom. Uh, Nathan Frazier, we're definitely going to see more of him because he won. Um, so he's in that NXT North American uh, title ladder match. So that's going to be good um, at Halloween Havoc. Indy Hartwell defeats Valentina Faraz squash match Idris Enote uh, and Malik Blade defeat the Dyad and Josh Briggs and Brooke Jensen in the triple threat uh, tag team match number one contenders match uh, I like how pretty deadly cuts their promos and, and they run their skits I think they're 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 hilarious it's, it's a funny group um, Alba Fire defeats JC Jane Cool match. You know, kind of a squash match, but I mean, it was cool. Wesley defeats uh, Channing Stacks, Lorenzo. And Wesley uh, didn't look great in that match. Um, but, but I like Wesley. He just didn't look great in that match. Kiana James defeated Thea Hall. Ilja uh, Dragonoff defeats Grayson Waller. And see, the thing with that is um, you have uh, Grayson Waller, who's like the best heel on NXT that they have, who's eventually going to go up. He's eventually going to be make real of the heel. You know what I mean? On Monday Night Raw, I could see him going to Raw. Um, more than SmackDown. But I can see him on SmackDown too, because it's kind of got that wild, goofy attitude that SmackDown embodies. Raw is a little bit more professional, you know, stern, uh, stout uh, wrestling. Uh, Ija Dragonoff, you know, let's see more of that guy in uh, NXT. He he was um he was putting on some good moves. He he had a good thing going there. I think the difference between WWE and AEW is we don't know if AEW is tracking those records properly. And if they are, like there's they need a better ranking system. And then for WWE, they need some type of ranking system. Um 
for the fans and more fan interaction, like voting on matches and stuff. More of that. We shouldn't have to wait till like once a year. You know what I mean? Like to be able to pick some, some who's going to win the match or who we want to see in the match. Um. Also, WWE not having fantasy. WWE like only letting you bet on pay per views. Like all that stuff is like at least get some of your own games going. And then uh, you have another uh, thing that I, I look at and say, um, I like the WWE, like the WWE will show you like, oh, this guy's won four time, you know, USA champion. You know what I mean? Like, I like that they show the accolades, but you need some type of ranking system. So people have another thing to stand on. You know what I'm saying? But it could also work against you. Um, but maybe to spice it up, you know what I mean? Maybe one of them needs to bring a ranking system. Like SmackDown needs to, we're going to start a ranking system or Raw needs to come on. We're going to start a ranking system. Um, even NXT, like, you know what I mean? You have number one guy, Brown Breaker, not hard to tell. Now, sometimes it's not hard to tell, but with Raw, SmackDown, it can be hard to tell who's where and who's doing what. And we'd like to see just more things added in for the fan engagement like to go up I think in my opinion the hidden gem without further ado it's on Tubi free app free movie called Gatlop watch it watch it before they take it off Tubi whenever they do because they, they rotate movies in and out and you never know that one might stay for a long time in my opinion but I, I loved it it's a horror movie a little bit of comedy too um and uh suspense you know and all in that mix then but it's it it's a rival to jumanji that's what i will tell you that's as much as i will say about it uh, i thought it was great um i give it uh four out of five stars gatlop definitely great horror movie um you know it's, it is the season for horror movies ladies and gentlemen just like the hands of time i'm turning it over to you Good night, everyone.